I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. You can also join me for my live show five days a week, 9 a.m. to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. If you forget all that, you can also check out HeidiHarris.com, where my books are up there, blog posts, obviously podcast archives, and there's a link to listen live to the show from anywhere at HeidiHarris.com. The Derek Chauvin trial has started in Minneapolis. This week I welcomed, and I'm going to welcome a couple of times this week, my friend John Justice, who does talk radio mornings at Twin Cities News Talk in Minneapolis. Here's our conversation about the Derek Chauvin trial and some of the witnesses who've already testified. Personality that provokes and persuades. The Heidi Harris Show on AM 670 KMZQ. Good morning. How you doing? Glad you are here. Well, the Derek Chauvin trial has begun. Some really compelling testimony already. I'm not sure how they're going to get Derek Chauvin off the hook here. I really have no idea how they're going to do it. Uh, I know the defense is going to try. Um, I've looked at this. and to my, I'm not trying the case here, okay? And I'm not on the jury, obviously, luckily. But, you know, look at this video and you think to yourself... I, he showed, as far as I'm concerned, complete disregard for the suffering in the life of another human being. That's the way I've seen it. And, uh, of course, some of the testimony so far would back that up. But uh, you know, it's, a, it's a tough case, that's for sure. John Justice is here from Twin Cities News Talk in Minneapolis. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right, Heidi. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. Interesting testimony already in the first day and a half here. Yeah, um, you know, the, the private attorney working for the prosecution, Jerry Blackwell, did a, did a really good job yesterday. And I, I was not all that impressed with the defense counsel, Eric Nelson, coming out of the gate, certainly not by comparison. Um, you know, I, I keep sort of referencing the O.J. Simpson trial, I think, just from a standpoint of I lived in that area of Los Angeles and watched that thing from beginning to end. And certainly when you look at the scrutiny of both of these cases, well, very different, right? You still have the level of media attention and, and national news attached to it. And I thought Jerry Blackwell's some of his opening comments were interesting, including the, the frequent use of the one-liner, he did not let up, he did not get up. I mean, this guy is seasoned, he knows what he's doing, and he's, you know, putting these images of the video in the jurors' minds and using these phrases that we've seen before used in high-profile trials. And it's an uphill battle. For, for Derek Chauvin and his attorney, absolutely. I think so. We're speaking with John Justice, radio host of Minneapolis, talking about the Derek Chauvin trial. I was listening to some of the testimony on the way to work, the guy who was a former wrestler. And, and then the defense attorney, you know, I got to tell you, like you said, I, I think he was pretty lame. He starts saying to this wrestler, oh, well, did you cuss at him? Did you call him this? Names I can't use on the air. Did you say this? Did you say that? And I thought, you know what? I'd have said everything and more if I saw somebody doing what this man saw this officer doing to George Floyd. I would have said a lot lot worse. I mean, I thought, what point are you making here, defense attorney, that the guy was angry, that he saw somebody whose face was jammed into the curb and he was screaming at the guy? Can you blame him? Yeah, it'll be interesting. That witness was really interesting, too, because I know that the, uh, the judge struck down some comments. But, you know, when you that that happens, those comments are still there. They've still been said. And, oh, yeah. and I, I'll, be, I'll definitely, you know, out of day one to what you were just mentioning, and I agree, it'll be interesting to see how much of these opening days are really going to be sort of Eric Nelson, the defense counsel, finding his feet? You know, um, when you look at the prosecution, they're working with like, like some 14 attorneys. It really is just Eric Nelson and a, a small little group they're working with. So it'll be interesting to see if he finds his footing and learns anything. 
Well, listen, I, we're speaking with John Justice from Minneapolis, radio host of Minneapolis, talking about the Derek Chauvin trial. Listen, I, everybody's entitled to a defense. You and I would agree on that. We want to make sure that Derek Chauvin's rights are completely protected. We want to make sure that his side of the story is, is portrayed. We want to make sure that if what he did was part of the police tactics, then we want to make sure that's portrayed. But, I mean, that, that video, and I know that a video doesn't show all of what happened the 15 minutes before. I get all of that. But to me, when you got your knee on somebody, he's clearly subdued. He's got two other officers on him. His face is down in the dirt. I don't care what this guy just did. At least let him lift his head up and breathe. I mean, the other people had him down, and that was what stuck in my mind. And I think that's going to stick in the jury's mind. Well, what I'm going to be interested to seeing, to your point, because I don't disagree, but when you look at the totality of the entire altercation and what led to putting George uh, to putting George Floyd on the ground, and um, his unwillingness to get in the squad car, right. his saying he couldn't breathe long before that happened. I mean, of course, we know this is going to be a, far, a part of the defense's case. Correct. I'm, I'm I'm very interested as we get further along to see if that does anything in terms of framing those nine minutes plus in a different light and lends a little bit more perspective on it. I'm with you. I'm, I'm watching this. I want to see people held accountable if that's what the jury decides and if Derek Chauvin is responsible for uh, his death, along with the drugs in George Floyd's system, he needs to be held accountable for that. Absolutely. Um, but yes. again, the totality of the video, um, you know, we a lot of us thought, watch, before going into the trial, you know, could see how he could get off. Now, you get into this first opening day and day in the second day now, and you really begin to see how what, what an uphill battle this will be for the defense. Yeah, I think it And, you know, my question was, I was speaking with John Justice from Twin Cities News Talk there in Minneapolis about the Derek Chauvin trial. You know, my question, John, when I was thinking about this this morning is, what if there wasn't a video, right? Right. You know, yeah. this guy would yep. never have been charged. It would just been another in-custody death. And was it just one person who took the video that we have seen? Because, like I've seen, I've seen bits and pieces because I'm working in this and that. I can't watch all of it. There was one woman who testified. Was she the one who took the video from the sidewalk that we saw? Yes. So that's the main thing that they're working on is that one main video when she's literally standing probably five feet away from the incident. That's the one that they're working with the most. Yes, that that that's what it appears to uh, appears to be. And you know, when you you're right, when you look at the what is. We spent the past couple of weeks following every single day the jury selection process. Yeah. And, you know, I, I really do trust that these jurors, you know, said what they said. They got them on the jury, and they're, they're going to be impartial. They're going to listen to all the evidence. But living here in, you know, in, working in Minneapolis and seeing everything swirling around this, you know, talk about the what-ifs. If they had moved to a different location, would it be a different scenario? How much of the influence of the media, what's been happening in Minneapolis, the autonomous zone has, has impacted these individuals. There's just so many different dynamics to this idea. Yeah, we're speaking with John Justice from Minneapolis, radio host at Twin Cities News Talk in Minneapolis, talking about the Derek Chauvin trial. You know, it was interesting to me, too. I kind of went through the entire list yesterday, talked about it on the air, the various people who are on the jury. Very interesting makeup of jurors. And I was surprised how many people, one woman said she, and I'm sure you know this, you probably talked about it on your show, one woman said she registered to vote 
because she wanted to get on this jury. I mean, I thought that was crazy. There were a couple of people who couldn't wait to get on this jury. So to your point, we're not accusing anybody of anything. I'm just wondering if they put the answers on the jury questionnaire that, you know, fit whatever they needed to say to get on the jury. I'm just wondering, not saying they did, just wondering. No, I, you know, and you wonder that too, but I also know the level of scrutiny that they put on these potential jurors and how many got removed because they were being way more overt than that. And was it a matter of, you know, we've got to, we have to, you know, we've had to find a jury here and they can't spend forever doing it. Right. The one thing that I thought was really interesting was we had a, uh, we had a reporter on this morning, local, uh, local channel four, and they were in the courtroom. So, and then this was a part that we as viewers could not see. And he mentioned how when they showed the video that a lot of the a lot of the jurors seemed to be giving up. His impression was that a lot of these jurors, it appeared as if this really was the first time that they spent any amount of time watching the actual footage, which I thought was really interesting. And when you think about it, I think a lot of people maybe read headlines, but they don't read the whole story, and they avoid the video because they just they just look at images. This might have been. You know, the first time that a lot of those jurors actually watched the video in its entirety multiple times. Absolutely. And, it's you know, people like you and me, we're on the Internet all day long. We find whatever we need to find, whatever kind of, whether it's graphic or not, we find whatever videos yeah. we need to find. And not everybody maybe necessarily does that. So I think you're probably right. These folks who said they saw maybe snippets or uh, snapshots or whatever, probably none of them had seen the entire thing. I don't know how many people either even have. Yeah. No. And, and, and you you forget that, right? And I think, and, and I mean, you identified it. We're, we're in a position where this is our job, and we watch these things. We, we need to get the entire story so that we can go and tell, tell our stories on the air and all that. But when you just think of the average individual, you know, a lot of people aren't going to want to watch that. No. And so I'm, cer- I'm sure that that went into a lot of when it came to the questioning of these jurors and why they ended up being chosen in the first place. Yeah, and it's, we're speaking with John Justice from Twin Cities News Talk in Minneapolis about the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, final question, we're going to have you on every day, and I'm thrilled about that, by the way. Thank you for doing that. I don't think the defense attorney did himself any favors today, going back to what he was asking this guy who was a wrestler and a witness. I don't think he did himself any favors by asking, well, did you cuss at him? Did you do this? Did you do that? If I'm on the jury, I'm like, you know, damn skippy he cussed at the guy. <laughs> you know, right. to, that, to me, that made the, the uh, witness more sympathetic that he was standing up for this guy the best he could, at least verbally, uh, who man who was, in his eyes, getting murdered on the street. I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall after the opening statements and when people got behind closed doors yesterday, because I tend to agree with you. Um, and that seems to be the your, your your view, you know, and your perception of that seems to be the general opinion of what people thought of Eric Nelson. I think there was a higher expectation of what he was going to do on day one. Now, again, we got a long way to go. And, you know, obviously not choosing sides. We all want to see justice served appropriately with regard to this. But looking at this objectively, you know, Eric Nelson, if he, you know, if Derek Chauvin wants any chance of, of getting off on, on this, um, he's going to have to do better than he did than he did yesterday. So it'll be interesting to see if he's learned anything. Yeah. Do you think Derek Chauvin's going to testify? <sighs> I, if you had, to, if I were, if I were in Vegas and I were putting money on it, I probably <laughs> would say no. Um, 
I would probably say no. But you know what? I'm I'm a I'm a goofy talk show host. <laughs> I've, been, I've been wrong more times than I've been right. Well, listen, so. we don't know. Nobody knows for sure at this point. I guess it depends on how how well they think the case is going and what yeah. they think he might face. How well they think he'd hold up under scrutiny because this uh, former wrestler who was testifying this morning, he clearly they had talked to him about being a, a witness, and he did a very good job of asking him to repeat questions he didn't quite understand. Or he, I thought he was a very good witness, very composed, that kind of thing, which is very important to get your point of view out because it's terrifying being on the witness stand well the one thing that i the one thing that i realized yesterday that i kind of forgot you know we've been looking at the nuts and bolts and facts right just straight up on paper facts of what happened watch the video but just looking at the information presented to us yesterday was an eye-opener today was an eye-opener for me personally because suddenly it was like okay this is a this is i forgot there's a lot of emotion that these attorneys are going to put forward and, and a lot of storytelling that they're going to do to present their argument. And that completely flips everything in terms of perspective from looking at it on paper and just watching a video with no commentary. Right. Um, so so my, my, my perception of how this whole thing is going to go down certainly changed yesterday just as this trial gets underway. Well, I think that's true. We're speaking with John Justice, Twin Cities News Talk in Minneapolis. One other thing, uh, we, you know, when you look at the video and things like that, you, and you look at the totality of the circumstances, there are times when people are killed by the police and you're going, listen, suicide by cop, or, you know, you were trying to hurt somebody else and they shot you, and it was very clear that your behavior right up to that point is what led to your death. And once again, George Floyd was not an honor student. We all know that. He was on drugs. He was trying to pass a $20 bill, counterfeit, whatnot. We know all that. Wouldn't get in the car. But what, what I'm focused on is what happened after he was subdued. To me, that's the difference between this and many other cases. Well, and what, 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 will, be, what will be interesting, and I thought the prosecution did well yesterday, was they didn't dismiss the fact that he had a lethal dose of fentanyl in his system. Um, you know, and the meth to go along with it. It really was, did Derek Chauvin exacerbate that situation that right. he was already in, which I thought was very interesting. They right. def- they're, they're, because that's going to be the defense. The defense counsel is going to be arguing the drugs that were in his system are ultimately what killed George Floyd. And I thought the prosecution did a very good job of saying, look, we're not ignoring that he had drugs in his system. What we're saying is, you know, he may still be here if it hadn't been for, for, for to the extent of what your, of what, what Derek Chauvin did, even with those drugs in the system. And I thought that was that was very it was a very, very compelling argument. Yeah, I think that's true. All right, John Justice, Twin Cities News Talk. We'll talk tomorrow. Thank you for taking the time every day to talk about this this week. It's really important. This is going to be a trial that's going to really have ripple effects all over the country for sure. I'm looking forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. And thanks for having Thank me on. You. I'll post those other conversations up here on the Heidi Harris Show podcast, so check them out. Also, don't forget to join me for my live show weekday mornings, 9 to noon on AM670 KMZQ. Also, check out HeidiHarris.com for my books and blog posts and other stuff up there at HeidiHarris.com. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.